What are you talking about? Real spiel. Yes, real. So let's just inform the listeners of what we're looking at. Okay, I read. I read the post. So we're looking at a Daily Mail here. My boy BJ has this pulled up. We got Takashi Six Nine breaks Instagram record with two million live stream viewers. Two million live stream viewers as he releases first post prison song and shows off ankle monitor in the music video. What a fucking gangster, idiot. I was gonna say you respect it. Nah, man, I don't. Nah, I mean, I, I take. Let me take that back because I don't want to get that uh, misconstrued. I don't want that, that. When I say gangster like that, that can go like a lot of ways. So, what an idiot. That's a better word for it. An idiot. I use idiot for myself sometimes. I use that. Yeah, I don't want to conflate the term idiot and gangster, but at the same time, some yeah, gangster exactly. shit is dumb as fuck, and some idiot shit can definitely be associated <laughs> with being gangster. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is just a sign of the times, bro. It shows how bored people is. Too many yeah. people watch this man's live stream, yeah. and it shows the demographics. He caught it at the bro. right time. He caught it at the right time, and it shows like a bunch of jits, man. It's kids, a lot of a lot of yeah. young yeah. people. Yeah. Cause Cause my sister's the one who told me that. She's what, nineteen? Like I didn't even know he was out. Yeah. She's right in that group, nineteen, whatever, seventeen to twenty-two. She oh. laughed at him though. She don't respect that shit. But yeah, he um, he I knew he was coming out. Like when everything was going around, you know, I guess they was saying like you know, due to conditions in prison and the cowboy and all that, you know, it'd be best that certain people can get released. And I guess you know he got the money to get his name in the ballot, so. They got that, made that happen, you know, and he worked with the Fed. So, yeah, I, I don't see that. I, mean, I see that happening. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are getting granted early release. I saw something about uh, sexual offenders, people who are on the child offender list. And that could be anything. I, I mean, it could be just people who, you know, sent pictures to a 16-year-old. But at the same time, either way, we don't want people like that walking the streets. Yeah, exactly. I got mixed feelings with that. Like, I understand the, I understand the circumstances. I understand what y'all are trying to do, but you got to check people's track record, man. Like, certain people belong in that shit. Well, yeah, I guess they're saying if it's a victimless crime, they're doing everything they can to get the people out to try and make room like for offenders that are really doing vile shit. Yeah. Not speaking in the 69 case, because, you know, whatever he had got into, I don't know if he had priors. But fucking child molesters and you know what I'm saying? Like, what do your prize look like? Like, nah, we don't want him back out here. Hell no, I can't I be. That's just me talking. Yeah, no, I can't be people who who are uh, uh, like, liable you're, you're to constantly hurt getting in. Yeah, like you constantly getting in situations that just kind of just yeah, putting other people at risk because of your decisions, and it clearly shows through your record. So, nah, kid, like, yeah, you might need to get the motherfucking coronavirus. Sit your ass down somewhere. Well, that's collateral damage of this COVID shit, man. I mean, this is some of the stuff people don't think about when they say, all right, we're going to keep everything shut down. This is one of the most dangerous things to ever have happen. I mean, I don't know how you feel about this whole virus situation, but as the information comes out, as more and more details are revealed, as statistics and facts come to light, me personally, I'm less terrified. I'm more scared of people than I am of the virus itself. It's like people's fear, bro. Always. Like you just, I mean, you just saw me on FaceTime earlier. I'm out here in the mask looking like I'm living in Beijing 
in the year 2050, or shit, for China, uh, it'd be the year 2018. Shit, they've been wearing masks over there. But for yeah, us, been on that. it looked like I'm in an episode of The Watchmen. It's crazy. I shouldn't have to wear a mask to go into the post office, but, you know, I got to keep the shit in my pocket and make sure I'm strapped. Because worst case scenario, I can't go in there and mail what I need to mail. Or even worst case scenario, I get a ticket. They're legitimately giving yeah. people tickets for being in public parks, bro. They took the hoops off the basketball uh, rims and everything. Like, it's... Bro, I told you that. I told you they had the wooden board in front of the rim. Well, on top of the rim. It's ridiculous, man. Remember that? Yeah, they, they, they get, they're taking this shit overboard. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, and that's why I'm not making a big deal. Like, I get that. You want to you wanna be safe and... Rather be safe than sorry, but... But at this point, I don't understand, because do at you realize... Point, the average age of someone dying from COVID is 81, and the average age of an American citizen when they normally die is 79. Nah, I didn't realize that. I didn't need it until yesterday. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought it was like more so, I just took it as more so elderly people. And, you know, I'm taking that as like 60 and up, 70 and up. So, you know, I'm trying to be, you know, safe how I move because, you know, I got people I still see them out, you know, they just, we just don't know. They're just throwing out kids. They throwing out elderly people. And that's people I come in contact with every day. So, you know what I'm saying? You want to be safe and sorry, but I, I, yeah, at this time now, and I mean, I think, well, I know down here in Florida, we are uplifting a lot of bands. Um, you know, we open up the shop on Monday. Um, we getting things back up and running. Um, and that curfew shit been gone. Bro. So when they put the curfew, on Tampa, and I'm speaking from Tampa, Florida. When they put the curfew, uh, you know, we had a curfew from, I guess, I think we had to be in the house by 11 or 12 for like the first week or so they tested that out. I think 11 or 12, then the next week, they, uh, you know, next week they, they enforced it a little harder. And it was like, you know, forget 11 or 12. I think it was Easter weekend. Easter weekend, a lot of, a lot of people, uh, Police got called out to a lot of places, had to shut down a lot of parties. So I guess they like figured people weren't taking it serious. They said, "All right, <laughs> next week, every everything closed at nine, like starting like early Monday, Tuesday, like every Monday through Sunday, everything closed at nine. Man, how about a lawyer, like immediately, immediately just disputed the shit. Like he wrote some letter in, got in contact with somebody, and like went to the press with it so much that they they took back the ban." Next, the next day, took back the band the next day and gave out an apology. Like, yeah, we um, overstepped our boundary. That um, wasn't, you know, that, that wasn't in our regulations. We didn't have the power to do that. I was like, hell no. Nah. They sued the county. And a lot of states yeah, are starting to they do almost, that. Yeah. A lot of states yeah, and cities. Yeah, Michigan yeah. is about to do that. There are counties in California that's doing that. Bro, these rich white Republicans won't stand for this. These motherfuckers exactly. want their hair done. <laughs> you already know who moved us. You already know who makes, who makes decisions. We'll get the decisions made. Karen like, and... A few voices. Bro, Karen and Delilah want their shit. They, they need to shop. <laughs> bro, when I see the picture of the lawyer, because I've I seen the address. You know, the address is, is in the area where, you know, I ain't going to say urban, but it can be whoever area. So when I seen the address, it's like, okay, okay, I wonder who that is. I'm thinking probably, you know, Arabic. I'm thinking probably Spanish. I'm even thinking black. I seen a man. I forgot his name, but he's suited and booted, smiling from ear to ear. Got the Alabama bowl cut. I'm yeah. like, hell, no, not the Alabama bowl cut, but like, you know, just the old, it's the older, you know, white guy cut. It's yeah. just hilarious, man. 
Oh, my hell, yeah. that's real. I, I fuck with you. I fuck with you, Dan. What is it? I don't know if his name is Dan, and I fuck with you, Dan. He probably <laughs> voted for Trump. He's like, but I'm four states' <laughs> rights. I don't care. Like, what the fuck? Like, this is right. unconstitutional. <laughs> but have you heard... Uh, exactly. Have you heard exactly. Uh, Elon Musk? He's been snapping on earnings calls with his own company. I heard him on Rogan's podcast talking about... I mean, that's where I got a lot of the statistics I'm going to pull up. I mean, the idea oh, that... Oh, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot he came on. I heard... um. Yeah. Certain hospital administrators are getting more money granted. And I don't know if this is 100% true for every single administrator. You know what I'm saying? But the idea that there is legislation built in that would grant you more funds for COVID cases as opposed to regular death cases, that would sort of incentivize you to want to associate a death that might have just been a normal heart disease or normal cancer and say, oh, well, they had COVID too, so let's say it's COVID related. Elon Musk made a joke, if you got bit by a shark and you had COVID, they gonna say you died of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I feel them. I mean, but is it true? Like, are, there, are they going in that route of saying more cases? I mean, I understand that. I read an article about COVID it. probably increased in complications. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm thinking on my end. What, what, what the article say? I think I think they don't know. And the fact that they don't know is causing fear and hysteria around this idea that it could be COVID causing all this shit, but it also could just be garden variety, regular ass tumors and regular ass blood clots. They're saying COVID might cause more blood clots, but they don't know. They also don't know. Yeah. You know, but yeah. they I mean yeah, we don't know. I mean, just to be honest, we don't know. Um, like, I always took it as, like, COVID may increase complications. I don't think, like, people are dying necessarily from the, the virus itself, but the virus is probably, you know, jump-starting whatever's in you that's not right. Potentially. And that's why I say most people's best course of action is to get themselves right. Now wear a fucking mask and not lock themselves in the house for the next four months while the economy crashes. You need to work out. You need to get some vitamin C and some vitamin D via the sun. And you need to fucking get your immune system right. That's the only thing you can do. What else yeah, you going to do? How you beat the common cold, Javon? Get your, sweat it out. That's what I'm sweat saying. Sweat it out go to sleep. Sweat it out or go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? What do they say? You do that or take your motherfucking shot. And that didn't work. I just got lazy. And go to sleep. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. I mean, these vaccines, they might come out with a vaccine and then you're going to have all the anti-vax people that's not going to take it and it might be a second, third, fourth, so, fifth so wave. If we're going to operate on that basis, right, that we know that we need to get out in the sun, work out, sweat, then why the fuck other states are looking at Florida for going to the beach? Fuck y'all. <laughs> people always want to rag on Florida, but a lot of times... <laughs> They'll have it more right than not. Like, I agree with him on this front. And, you know, the governor left it up to the counties because he knew at the end of the day when it come to votes. Like, Gavin Newsom out in California going to be in trouble. And there's a lot of governors, like the one in Michigan who getting sued. A lot of them going to be in trouble because they overstepped their bounds, bro. Voters going to remember that shit. They're going to be like, man, fuck this dude or this woman. But, I mean, voters also have to understand that, bro, like, Probably a Michigan if they're in that small little small population. And like, yeah, I heard, I read about that. And it's a small population with a small town in Michigan. But people have to understand. Yeah, I'd rather be safe than sorry. They showing all this shit in Italy. They showing out as many deaths. Like, bro, yeah, do what y'all need to do. That's how I took it. 
now that we see that it may not be as bad as, as it is, yeah, let's start uplifting some of this stuff. Let's start opening up certain places. Let's start getting the economy rolling. And I took that as a responsible, I think that's responsible. And then they did They did the, uh, they, uh, you know, they wrote the, the bill for, you know, small businesses and other people. And there's a lot of stuff out here that you get grants for. I'm not saying it would be easy because you have to be on it, but kind of did some things to balance it out, I, I, to my belief. Well, that's pretty much my position, too. I'm just bitching for other people and playing devil's advocate yeah. a little bit. I mean, things are opening yeah, up. Yeah. There's really nothing to be upset about yeah, if yeah, you yeah. put yourself in a position to be, you know, successful to begin with. I mean, you shouldn't have been living check to pay, paycheck to paycheck. And if you were, this was a wake-up oh, call. It's hard. It's hard. You know, I mean, yeah, it is a wake-up call. I can't say that. But, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. I mean, most, most people, yeah, you. if you have a family, mouths to feed, this is where the situation gets murky. I mean, one in five kids apparently yeah. are starving right now because, you know, they're not getting food from schools and shit where they normally would be getting fed. Normally it's one in seven, which isn't great, but now that number is higher. So, you know, it's just, there's a lot of collateral damage of the effects mm -hmm. of this shit that people weren't thinking about. And I think if you're a governor, you got to be thinking longer term and shorter term when it comes to this kind of stuff. I mean... I mean, Sweden played it right, and I know it's easier to do that when you have 3 million people versus 300 million. Right, they always fucking getting credit, small-ass motherfuckers. Yeah, but the mortality rate is what I look at, and if you look at the citizenry in Sweden, they're generally healthier. There's less yeah, obesity. I mean, it's, and it's, the main, well, the main thing that kills people from COVID, I was going to say, is obesity in New York. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. I think it's just, just health complications. You know, we're in, you know, we're in America. You know, we think it's bigger, the better. The yeah. more, the, the more, the merrier. You know, that's what we do. That's what we want. It's give me, give me, give me. Take, take, take. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it gets like that. But I think, but I think in Sweden, what, you know, the smaller population helps too is, I think it helps slow things down. It helps, you know, you know less contact with people. I don't know, like allows you to appreciate more things. I, I'm just talking though. But that's, I don't know, that's kind of how I see it, too. Well, that's like all Any small population that kind of, yeah. Any any small population, I ain't going to say any small population, because people do fuck up, so they're doing right, I guess, yeah. <laughs> 2018, 2018, 2018. You like, it's easy with 3 million people. I mean, you could do this shit. Jesus. <laughs> it's 2020, bro. No, I was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean to make it the COVID cast, even though it is the COVID cast number two. It's just, you know, it's just on my mind. Obviously, those thoughts is on yeah, all our minds. Shit, we trying to get up out of this. But, I mean, we were talking about jail earlier. Shit, we all locked up. Uh, good lock up. <laughs> yeah. What you got pulled up here? Well, I mean, in relation to the idea that they don't have room for child molesters, they had room to arrest Shannon Brown. You remember Shannon Brown? He was played with Kobe Bryant. He was married to Monica, played with Kobe Bryant. He was a really good dunker. He kind of looked like Percy Harvin. So, anyway. Damn, not Brown. coming to my head right now, yeah. Yeah, well, he got accused of shooting two people, or shooting at them outside his house. Apparently, he invited them to come in to his house that was for sale, and uh, the door was open, and, uh, yeah, they, uh, they say that he shot at him. I'm like, bro, he invited them to come in. <laughs> Sound to me like he probably yeah, said some shit. Like, you say what? 
if people have something on them, like, it's out. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, he probably just said some shit like, you bring your ass in here if you want to. And they construed that as, oh, okay. I mean, the house is for sale. I don't know if they was looking to buy it. I don't know what happened, but he got arrested for it. Said faces charges yeah. in suburban Atlanta after he was accused of firing a rifle at two people who were looking at homes for sale. So I guess the door was open. The front gate was open. Maybe they thought it was an open house since there was a sign outside maybe that the house is for sale. A couple told police they were in the area looking for homes and noticed a for sale sign in front of Brown's home. They told investigators the door was open and they entered after yelling out their intentions to tour the home. They stated they heard a voice acknowledge them and once inside, at some point, Mr. Brown came from upstairs with a rifle and detained them. Shortly thereafter, he let them go and they stated he fired his rifle towards them as they were leaving. Whoa. Probably shot that shit in the air. Yeah, that's no, yeah, yeah. That's no who who's robbing me, who's running in my house type shit. That's who the fuck are y'all? What's y'all? <laughs> like we should sit here and talk. All right, get y'all ass out of here. <laughs> you remember this dude? And don't you never come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. That's crazy. Man, he deserved to get arrested, low key, so I'm not even gonna say I feel bad about it. Yeah, that's he's true. Yeah, I don't I don't know the situation now. He's, he's kinda reckless. Speaking of black people. Oh my God, so that's true. That's true. Speaking of black people getting locked up, Earl Thomas, no. Raven's job, looking safe after his wife allegedly pulled a gun on him. Now, when I first saw that the Ravens were looking to trade him, I said, listen, this makes sense because they got a history of players getting shot by women. RIP Steve McNair. Yeah. So. I get Even it. Really, he's, he's a titan, though. Yeah, he's a titan, but his ass retired a raven. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Damn, man. I saw that, and I didn't believe it. I saw it on, um, saw it on IG. Earl Thomas Raven's job looked safe at the wife allegedly pulled a gun on him for a fair. So, is it true? Like, he had, like, two, three women there? Like, even though, I don't, that doesn't make it better, but. I don't know the details. You just informed me on something I wasn't aware of. Yeah, I'm, that's what uh, what the post said. It was like Earl Thomas just got shot at, or just got um, his wife pulled a gun on him while he had two, three women in bed. And okay. I just didn't think that from Earl. Like I, I guess I, I guess I overlooked it. I ain't gonna say I overlooked it, but what you mean you didn't I think that know. from Earl? You know this nigga? I was about to say. I, was about to, I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, dude. But it's just like one of those things. Like I don't know. I don't know. You don't really get too deep into somebody's character, but you can see, like, you know, like, some wild dudes from the field. And when I look back at it, like, Earl is kind of a wild dude on the field. <laughs> Absolutely. That's right. what I like. It was like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see this happening. Yeah. yeah that, that shit doesn't die on the football field. Yeah. I mean, you play with those kind yeah, of dudes. Yeah, yeah. They wild all the time. So, yeah, I mean, the idea that he out here with a bunch of women, I mean, you got to feed that appetite. He's a conqueror. He's got a beautiful wife, though, and apparently they have kids. I mean, there's no reason to, to do that. But also, there's no reason for her to fucking act out like that, man. You got kids. Yeah, she tripping. She she's tripping. tripping, bro. At the end of the day, she the tripping, best man. revenge on a dude like this is to fucking NBA nigga. Or, you know, a younger yeah, NFL that, dude. Know, hey, hey. I know the shit I did was whack, but she don't get a nigga back like that. <laughs> 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 In the name of Hove, I know the shit I did was whack. 
if she would get a nigga back like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If she was nah, thinking strategically nah. like most women would. She reacted nah, like she that's how you, she, she go she go get hurt. They you gonna be Earl Thomas arrested today. <laughs> 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 former NBA former NBA player found. <laughs> For real. You don't do that. For real. But yeah, you don't I mean, I can't yeah, she don't pull a gun out on those. I mean, yeah, nobody got shot. That's that's great. You made your point, Ben. I you made your point. You made your point, Ben. You made believe it at that. <laughs> you made your point, Ben. Never, never again. You made your point. <laughs> Did you see Mike Tyson working out? Yeah, yeah. I see Mike Tyson uh, working out. So what's up? Uh, it said he was supposed to be scheduling a fight or some shit. See the video? Yeah, he still got it. He had a one-two. He was like one-two. Bruh, he didn't slim he down. Didn't, he didn't lost two. about 25 pounds. Buddy got his combinations right. They say he's looking to do a bare-knuckle boxing fight, potentially, yeah. with Shannon the Cannon Briggs for $20 million guaranteed. That'd be nice for both of them. And yeah. I just, uh, that'd be nice for both of them, man. I just got on Shannon Bridge, too. I was like, hell no, that's funny how this is working out now. Let's go, champ. Yeah, let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Oh, man, I'm just so excited, man. I'm just, you know, you know I got to, you know, I'm just here, man. I'm just fighting, man, you know. Yeah. You got to beat a man and beat a man. <laughs> yeah. He, he a dude that got left out at a heavyweight title picture for you know, whatever reason back in the day, but also he's a talented yeah. dude and he didn't built himself up through social media in his forties and like them made a whole nother life, a second life as a fighter. It's interesting. It's like Foreman. George Foreman did that. And if Shannon Cannon gets a tight at a uh, shot at a title, shit, I wouldn't count him out against anybody. He's six six, two hundred fifty pounds. He's on steroids. Nice cardio. Oh yeah. Nice steroids, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he on that good. Uh, it's a, apparently it's a few fighters coming out of coming out of retirement. I saw uh, Evander Holyfield trying to come out. Yeah, they want to do charity fights and shit. I mean, fighting has never been hotter, and you know, fans are yeah. always gonna be nostalgic about those old school dudes. Exactly. That's, that's one thing the UFC got figured out. Like, bro, they always have old school fighters on cards. On this card tonight, there's like an old school bout between dudes that are like in their forties. Yeah, Dominic Cruz, right? Yeah, Dominic Cruz is in his late 30s, but I was talking about uh this uh, I was talking about uh Fabricio Verdum and uh and uh who's he fighting? Alexi Olenek. They're both in their damn forties. And them Russians, I mean, yeah. they be on all types Fabricio, of stuff and they're always yeah, Fabricio Verdun, I mean, that, that could be a good fight. So, I mean, it's just crazy. Them older dudes, they don't take as much damage as they last longer. Mm-hmm. Surprising. Older dudes feel like they take the most. They have been through so much bullshit to finally get to, you know, to easier rules. Or, I don't know. It's usually one-shot knockouts, though. It's rare that a dude will take, like, long-term damage over the course of a fight. Like, if you're a big dude as a heavyweight, it's usually one shot, you're out of there. I mean, they don't have grueling, long bouts. Not a lot of times, unless it's, like, a great fighter. So, they, I mean, they usually have longer careers than the middleweights, the lighter weights, which is weird. But 
it's just, I don't know. Makes sense. You know, did you hear I'm about, I'm you, you heard about Tom Cruise making movies on space stations? Fuck, they gonna, how the fuck they gonna do that? I'm, I'm just looking at it, like, how the fuck y'all gonna do this? I mean, I know it's possible, but how the fuck are y'all gonna do this? How does like, Tom Cruise like, do anything? Tom, Tom Cruise, we just confirmed Tom Cruise is an alien, so he may have connections up there. Oh, yeah. Um, he already made arrangements up there, probably. Um, but, like, like for real, though, like, I guess, is y'all going to use, like, um, what's the shit, um, what's the fucking flying plane? The drones? Y'all going to use, like, the drones and shit? That's the only thing I could think of. Like, y'all going to have to use the drones to film the movie, because who the hell is going to, like, what are you doing? Man, all I know is Tom Cruise is an alien, like you said. That motherfucker got a connection with LRH and the Zephylopods, and he clung to the side of an airplane here on Earth. It's on video. Like, he does his own stunts. What? He clung to the side of an airplane for Mission Impossible 3, whatever movie that was. I ain't seen a Mission Impossible since I was about nine years old. Oh, my God, that was, that was true? Yeah, he, he's, he really did that. There's video of it on YouTube. We'll pull it up. Tom Cruise clung nah, to the side of a plane. Yeah, he really did. He didn't do that. No, nah, that was green screen. That was he. He had some type of harness, some type of, some type of equipment to give him the confidence to fucking hang on to a taken a plane taken off. Nah, that's nah. I don't, I don't believe that. Bro, he's the white Jackie Chan. People don't believe it. And yeah, there was something connected to him for sure. But so fucking what? Man. What if he lets go? And he's just flinging. He, par- he had a parachute up under that suit. He had, he had, he had a parachute up under suit. <laughs> the only confidence this man had was the confidence of Scientology and LRH. <laughs> John Cruz was right the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. Look at this. No way, man. This is real. No he's, way, man. This is a featurette cut of it. But that's him, obviously, you see. The only thing, you see the only thing he's connected to, right? What, that, that strap right there? Yes. That's and he good is enough. hanging on to the side of a plane. I don't give a fuck if you strap me to anything. I'm not like, hanging on to the like side of a plane. Cool, man. That's not green screen, oh, bro. that's the preview, that's the preview. This this is a featurette. Yeah, that's the preview right there, and they cut it into a featurette. But this is an actual stunt that he did, and they used it for a bunch of different things. People thought it was green screen. This is fucking real, bro. I really thought it was green screen. Yeah. And this ain't all he's done. Testosterone time zone. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um. So how do they land? Like, like what happened? He's like, still no way like he's going like a mile like, like doing that. Yeah, now nah, he's still connected to it when they land. Have you seen when he jumped from building to building? Oh, that's when he broke his ankle. Yeah, so you saw that. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. No, nah, I just I mean I heard about it. He really broke his ankle on screen. Yes, I. Oh, oh. Didn't he kept going? Like in the yeah, movie, he kept like going. He did in the movie and kept going. This fucking guy stayed in character, Javon. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like he's not human. Yeah, man. He don't um he's a robot. Oh, see he got a harness. Yeah, he always has a harness, man. Yeah, that gives me enough confidence. I'll do some shit. 
He's a movie star. Of course they're going to give him a Why harness. Not? I'm thinking he out there like really like like Jackie Chan. I don't think Jackie Chan had a harness. Man, whatever. Don't be disrespecting Jet Li either. Yeah, Jet <laughs> Li was out here doing that shit. Jet Li never yeah. pulled no Jackie Chan <laughs> shit. But, I mean, this all started with talking about his ass filming movies in space. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen because that man has the power of will. What? Like, how that's going to happen, bro? Like, mm-hmm. what if he's strapping it up with? They're going to have to do it in all drones. This is, I, I will say for UFC 249, these are some of the best ads that they've ever had. They've had a lot of time to think about this. Look, it's, there's no escape in Francis Ngannou. <laughs> the real life Black Panther. And I don't know, I mean, I'm, I don't know how much you've paid attention to the card, but it's stacked, Javon. This is the most stacked yeah. UFC card ever, I'll say. They say since UFC. Looks good. Since UFC 200, maybe. Since 205, maybe. This is, but I think this is the most stacked card ever. Yeah, this looked good. I didn't know Greg Hardy was fighting tonight. Yeah, he's fighting on the prelims. They've been trying to push him up for a long time, and he's a name that people recognize from football on ESPN. They'll always push him up to the prelim or maybe even the main card. I mean, he's headlined events that he probably shouldn't have. But just on the early prelims, these first two fights are loaded. Sam Alvey, Ryan Spann, yeah. Bryce Mitchell, Charles Rosa. Bryce Mitchell's a young up-and-coming featherweight. Charles Rosa's coming okay. off an L, so we'll see what he's able to do. But Bryce Mitchell's favorite for Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude's nickname is Thug Nasty. Thug Nasty. He's hilarious. You got to watch interviews with him on Instagram or social media. I like him already. Yeah, yeah, he's a babyface assassin. This dude, uh, Sam Alvey's called Smiling Sam Alvey. <laughs> <laughs> this goofy fight. That's how, uh, hey, that's, that's, how, that's how the lawyer looked. <laughs> he looked a little older, but that's how he looked at the paper's mouth like, yeah, I got their ass. <laughs> Think you're going to keep me yeah. out of Whole Foods? <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> nah, yeah, uh, that, that fight should be fun. He's coming off of L2. Ryan's Superman span is like on a six-fight win streak, three-fight win streak in the UFC. Sam Alvey's on yeah, a three-fight yeah, L streak. So, I mean, Ryan Spann is like a four-to-one favorite for a reason. That's a light heavyweight fight. That should be real fun. But, I mean, that's the early prelims that kick off at 6 p.m. I'm not even going to be able to watch those as much as I want because I'm going to be editing a damn show. Motherfuckers got me working damn. on a Saturday and Sunday, but it is what it is. He's better than me. He's better than me. My fucking laptop crashed on me, so I got to find a find spot to do it. And my phone doesn't work like yours, bro. It doesn't come up. I can't do it on my phone. Man, that's that's the only I'm, way. I'm and like, try it again. With some of those links, they don't even work on my phone. I mean, I'm gonna go watch it at Drea's tonight and just stream it on her TV. But if it's not working, bro, I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. Uh, I, I, I'll I, pay for it. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it. <laughs> 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 I'll will, oh, bro. What that? Uh. But yeah, I mean the prelims uh, are gonna be uh, fun. Anthony Pettis is fighting Pettis Donald back. Cerrone. Yeah, Cerrone's back. Hey, sorry, sorry. So, have you heard the conspiracy? Have you heard the conspiracy? Conspiracy that uh, Donald Cerrone was paid off by Connor. No man. I don't believe it, but I mean, obviously, I've you, heard that 
was a particular okay. conspiracy. And I heard that people say that on social media, like in comments and shit, but that's not like a real thing. No, there's no way in hell that. No, I'll be out. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm no. my own research, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look into it, bro. Look into it. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, I, I just think there is it that hard to believe that Conor McGregor is nah, a superior nah. fighter to Donald Cowboy Cerrone. Donald Cowboy Cerrone has had issues stepping up in every contest he's ever fought in. And that's why people were wrong for going at Stephen A the way they ran at him. Because all he said was, this motherfucker didn't show up in the big moments. He looked a little shook. And Donald Cowboy Cerrone came out and said, yeah, I kind of didn't want to be there. <laughs> mm. You so, said that? Yeah, he said it recently. I think, obviously, I mean, Cowboy's not a dude who's going to read off a script. he just be talking off the cuff. He might go back and see that clip and say, I don't know why the fuck I said that. But, I mean, that's how he felt in the moment. Jesus. I didn't know he said that. I mean, damn. Damn, I guess it showed. I mean, but Connor, I saw that coming, though. I always thought Connor was a more superior fighter than Donna Cerrone. Like, I didn't even see that being a contest. I remember, uh, I know, I think it was you and Mitch that was just telling me that it was going to be a good fight. I mean, I don't know more about Donna Cerrone than I did at the time. You know, I looked at it like it's fucking Connor. And Connor's going to come smoke this shit. Sometimes dudes like us get more connected to it, like, because we watch it so much. Like, we're too vested, so we give respect to both fighters, whereas a layman fan just, oh, well, obviously he's the best fighter. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, going to win. Yeah. I mean, it's, sometimes it's that simple. And with Donald Cowboy... Nah, nah, but I understand, like... I understand getting passionate with a character or getting, you know, getting involved with a character, like someone that you like. You know what I'm saying? But it's just more so that I'll, even did I, I like both characters. Well, I knew about both characters. I always knew that, you know, I always saw that it was going to go this way. Yeah, but... I mean, That's how yeah. I that, yeah. yeah, yeah, he demolished like You see him. two homeboys fighting, it's like, all right, y'all, you really want to fight this man? But you can fight him. I mean, yeah, get it off your chest, but come on, I, I expected it to go this way. Yeah, he going to wash you. And like, in Cowboy's case, he always has the ability to step up in those moments. He just never has. So the idea that he didn't against uh, uh, Connor really shouldn't have been that much of a surprise. But Anthony Pettis is coming off of L against. Uh, he's been he's been losing like all the fights I've been seeing the man, bro. He's been he lost close fights though. Like he lost a close fight to Nate Diaz, kind of close. I mean, Nate Diaz kind of whooped his ass, but he never lost. Like he he never quit. And um, he didn't. He respect. lost by rear naked choke to Diego Ferreira in his last fight. Yeah, respect. So I mean, but it I'm, was just like I feel like people keep hyping him up for. I think people keep hyping him up for disappointment, and that's what I don't like to see. Well, I mean, he's the Wheaties box champ, you know, Anthony Showtime. That's Pettis what I'm saying. They hype, they, what off that fucking cage kick, cage punch? Yeah, cage kick years ago. Yeah. But it's not like he doesn't have a great record. He's a really good fighter. He's just older now. I mean, he's longer in the tooth, and he has a ceiling. Yep. Yep. Respect. No, nah, I respect fighters, bro. Trust me. <laughs> You're like, fuck Anthony Pettis. you like, this sorry-ass nigga setting him up for disappointment. I just feel like they keep... Hey, you know what? Let me shut up. Let that man get paid. You know what I'm saying? Let me shut up. Let that man get paid. <laughs> Real shit. Let that man get paid. Like, he getting paid all that name. That shit's a hard... That's, that's a hard life. Like, you choose to be a fighter. 
I think UFC is a little easier. I'm not gonna say easier, but it can be a little more exciting than boxing. Um, but it's just that definitely. fighting life is a hard life. What, what what makes you think it's easier than boxing? What makes you say that? I'm just curious. I would say more exciting. I feel like boxing, you will have to you have more of a grueling time to kind of get to your get to a uh, uh, just a type, certain, certain type of status, certain type of uh, stature in that in that sport. Whereas UFC, you can go have you can have like five fights. I mean, and you do have. I guess I guess because time goes both ways because they do have fights before they get to the UFC. To kind of get them on the map for the UFC, but I just feel like it's it's not as many fights. No, you're a hundred percent right. You're a hundred percent right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm not as many fights. A little more exciting. You can kind of get there a little faster. Versus, I got to fight twenty fights amateur. Now I'm like fifteen and old pro. Yeah, like Conor McGregor didn't even start fighting amateur like on the circuit until you know he's like eighteen, nineteen. At which point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You kind of catapult yourself based on an ability to knock out and be an exciting fighter. Go to Cage Warriors, get a couple knockouts. Go to UFC, get a couple knockouts. Within 10 years, you're the face of fighting. Whereas Floyd Mayweather's mm-hmm. been training since he was four fucking years old. Right. You know, amateur circuit, Olympics, fathers are legends. Right. In sport. It's, a, it's a different thing. In boxing, there's not going to be any okay. knockout overnight success celebrities. like. There are no dudes you've never heard of. And that, I mean, that's also uh, sort of, uh, uh, sort of uh, comes from not following mixed martial arts your entire life. Like if you're somebody who's been following the sport since the 90s, there are just certain dudes you've heard of. But I mean, I've even heard dudes that follow the sport professionally say, well, who's that guy? I've never heard of him. Like what organization is that? Because mixed martial arts is just so saturated with so, it's global in a way that, I don't know. I mean, boxing is too, but like, if there's a a big time prospect in boxing, you know who he is. It's just a different thing. You don't hear about him. Yeah, it's just a different. I guess it's more prestige. It is. You're right. It's more common. You're right. More common. You're 100 percent right. It's gonna get you more involved into the world. Whereas MMA is like you can get him catch a motherfucker in the jungle who's been kicking trees all his life. Bring him in the world. He's knocking bitches out. Who the fuck is this kid? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) It's true. No, you're 100 percent right. But I like that aspect. That's Francis. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, Francis Ngannou. That's wrong. You're right. Yeah, Francis Ngannou is a perfect him. example of that because he's a dude who could. Francis Ngannou would never last in boxing, and he tried to. He wanted to be a boxer, and I've heard right. people argue, well, maybe he could be a really good boxer. I highly doubt that. Not at all. Not at all. He ha- he does not have the, and not saying he can't learn it, but he just he, he's he could tell he's a natural. I don't know, just a natural. Mm-hmm. Now, my mm-hmm. counter argument to your that. point would be Deontay Wilder. What's that? My counter argument to your point would be Deontay Wilder because he didn't I don't start see fighting. You UFC at all? No, I'm talking about boxing, bro. Like, he didn't start fighting until he was 19. He was a dude that wanted to play football for the University of Alabama, went to Juco. His daughter was born with spina bifida, had to make some money, started fighting. A dude noticed he had skill, went to the Olympics. Got a bronze medal, trained with Klitschko, realized he was good, and then became a professional fighter at age 21, and, you know, never lost until he met the fucking freak that Tyson Fury is. But, you know, that's a dude who you could argue within, what, 10 years of entering the sport of boxing was a legend and 
arguably one of the you know most dominant knockout punchers of all time, just based on being an athletic freak. As far as his, how fast he came up in the ranks. Yeah, I mean, he. What is Deontay now? Deontay's thirty-four now. Deontay's a little bit longer in the tooth now, so I'm not saying Deontay Wilder's young, but he's made a lot of money and he's already a Hall of Famer in the sport for the most part. So, I mean, he's been a champion and he was a champion for like nine years or six years, however long he was a champion. He's a champion for a little bit. I know he had like 10 title defenses or something like that. Am I making that he's, up? He's been boxing for a while. He's been boxing for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying that would be the one counter argument to like. You're saying in UFC, it's easier. I'm saying, I mean, it's just, I think in UFC, there hasn't been as many athletes oh, that oh, have been. Oh, oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of athletes. Like who, if can, you're, who can pick up the sport and just, just, just go in it so well. Yeah, and if you're a freak athlete, a lot of those dudes are just, they naturally gravitate to other things. Like they'll go to boxing, they'll go to football, they'll go to basketball, they'll go to baseball. So if you're a natural yeah, yeah, athlete yeah. in America, you'll just go to something else. But there's plenty of freaks in other places that, have been doing mixed martial arts for years, like, you know, shit, Overeem and this dude, Jarzinho Rosenstroop, who Francis Ngannou was fighting tonight. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Um, no, no I'm not even going to cap to you. His last fight against Overeem, do you remember Overeem? That's the dude Francis Ngannou knocked out with the uppercut and his... Yeah, 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 I remember Overeem. Yeah, the back of his head touched his ass crack. <laughs> he looked like a damn Pez dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let him hit that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just that's what happened. <laughs> like fucking, I mean, both these dudes have terrifying KOs against Alexander or uh, Alistair Overeem. If you look up the YouTube, he looks you know, like your boy. What he looked like? Who? You look like your other boy. I forgot his name. Uh, Derek. What's his name? Derek. Derek Lewis. Derek, the other fighter. Yeah, yeah, Derek Lewis. Lewis. Black Beast. Like Derek Lewis. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be able to pull it up because uh, YouTube might not have it, but basically he split Overeem's lip, like in half. Ooh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw, and I saw a clip of that. Who did that shit? Him, Jarzino Rosenstrike, this guy. Ugh. That's the dude in Gano's fighting tonight. That's some nice, that's some nice knockout shit. That's some nice knockout shit. Somebody going down. But what I could say to that, though, is like, all right, yeah. What I probably meant by UFC would be a little easier because I could see Deontay Wilder. Like, I don't, I could see him fighting in the street. Like, he get to a box of gym and the dude just look at him like, oh, okay, yeah, you kind of know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of, it's a little natural to you. Whereas... I don't know. He's somewhere probably already been training that way. Where the UFC dude just I, I just don't see Francis Nagano, uh I don't see Overeem being boxers. I, I don't even see the dude that's trying to fight uh our boy Stylebender. I don't even see him, um what's his what's the, what's his name? I forgot his name. But uh the young cat, the young the young young cat who think he a little model. Darren but, Till? Um, I don't even see him fight. Not Darren Still. He said Darren Still. No, the uh the, the Spanish cat who's gonna fight uh Oh Yoel Romero. Yeah, Yoel not 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 Yoel Romero. The other one. Oh, you talking about uh my boy, yeah. He hey the one that fought yeah, Yoel Romero. I forget, I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, the one that fought Yoel Romero. Yeah, I forget uh Buddy's name. Shit, now you made me forget his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, young cat, but I mean not even young cat, but like 
a cat like that, like, he can get in the ring and just demolish some shit, but I don't know if he's technically, like, if he's swift like that in that boxing ring. Yeah, no, I mean, dudes like that are Muay Thai fighters, and you could say they're not swift like that in the boxing ring, but they're striking and stand-up fighting capability. Yeah. If they were to train yeah. with boxers, would be like, like, Israel Adesanya could get in the ring and strike with a boxer. To say he couldn't, you he know, can. I mean, yeah, he can. Yeah, he can, he can, he can, yeah. I don't see Deontay in the UFC ring. I don't see Deontay in the UFC ring. No, I, I, don't. I don't. He would He would probably dominate if he trained. Because, like you said, he's a street fighter naturally. You don't think so? Yeah. Yeah, but I just look at the wrestling part. Like, when I look at people who transition like that, like, I feel like he, he has the striking capability, but how, how, how is your conditioning when it comes to wrestling? And that's what I always worry about. Like, I think of, like, people like Kimbo. Even though Kimbo is the biggest size than Deontay, but Kimbo, like, hands-wise, Kimbo was knocking shit out. But bitches, like, you know, they knew they had a strategy against Kimbo. Paulo Costa, Boracina, the eraser. Yeah, 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 yeah. Best body in the UFC, bro. That motherfucker's <laughs> my boy, My boy's a model, GQ model, international. He, he really is, and he'll fuck you up. And that's why you, like, can't say right. anything about it. Like, he's a scary fighter. <laughs> like, I can't wait for that fight against... Fuck. I can't wait for that fight against Israel Adesanya. That's going to be a fun one. I can't wait. Israel uh, got to give it to his ass, too. I wouldn't uh, give his ass so bad. Israel been scaring me though, bro. He been scaring me the last two fights. I'm not even gonna lie. He gets he been clipped, playing. bro. Yeah, he been playing. Yeah, he gets clipped, bro. And Paulo I saw, look, and I saw an old fight when he got knocked out too. Nah, man, I can't take that. Yeah, he's liable to get knocked the fuck out. Paulo Costa's never lost a fight, Devon. No, he didn't. He's I mean, yeah, your yeah, your well Romero fight can go either way. Me and Mitch are sitting there watching that. Me and Mitch are literally sitting there watching that. Yes. The thing about Yoel is every fight with him could go either way. That motherfucker. I can't, I can't take that. No, he's I carved out of metal. I mean, <laughs> it's not fair. If you survive Yoel, you deserve the win. That's how it works in the UFC. That's how it works now. So you basically say, if you could get in the ring with Yoel, you, you, you survive. You automatically, he, he, damn, I don't know how he did it. You got to give it. You got to give it to him. <laughs> I think that's how the judges see it now. <laughs> He's a fucking monster. I, I, he stood in there strong. He took a hit. Oh, yeah, we got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, and with, Paolo, with Paolo's style, he just comes forward the whole time, and that's what's dangerous for Israel. Like, Paolo's not going to back down. There's never going to be a time where, like, Yoel, he's just standing in the middle of the ring waiting for Israel to come at him, and Israel likes to counter-strike. So if he's counter-striking with Paolo and waits for Costa to come forward. Yeah, man. Bruh. Yeah, he like you said. He's just been a little too – he's been too cocky. Like, I don't want that – like, I, I like him being humble. I like him being focused. But the last two fights I've been watching, he's been a little too cocky. He's been getting a little too clipped. Like, he's just letting the fights – he's like, I feel like he's trying to make exciting fights where it's like, nah. We don't need that. Knock him shit out. Keep it moving. <laughs> he Knock wants to be legendary. Yeah, he really moving. does. He thinks about the highlight. Yeah. He even says it after Yeah, nah, bro. Like, he tripping, bro. You thinking about the wrong thing. Knocking you, knocking shit out in 10 seconds, that's legendary. Listen. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's being feared, respected. Listen, you just shutting up. I respect the fuck out of him, but, like, he cares way too much about social media than me. The whole meme majesty and meme king shit. Like, why the fuck are you so involved in social media? 
and the fact that he I didn't what, what were you about to say? Nah, what you been say? I was just gonna say the fact that he calls John Jones a boomer when he's like the same fucking Bruh, age. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Like y'all the same I, age. I was about to say that shit, bro. Are they the same age? <laughs> yeah, but just I about. I thought Israel was younger. Israel out of Sanya and John Jones are about the same age, bro. I'm about to look it up right now, but I'm pretty sure they're like what probably they so, probably like months. four or five years. Like, will you be a four or five years or not? Yeah, four or five years. Probably, yeah. They're within six months of each other, Javon. Jesus Christ. No, no, I, I'm looking it up now just to make sure, but I'm pretty nah. sure they're within six months of each other. Um, I know for a fact John Jones is about 32. Yeah, so John Jones is 32. Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I feel like he's probably our age. Israel yeah, I mean, is... 32, 29, 28. Israel's 30. And Israel yeah. will be 31 yeah. in July. And John Jones just yeah. turned 32. So they were thinking. Yeah, he tripping. I didn't like that shit he posted about John Jones. Like, that shit wasn't necessary. Like, I don't like that type of shit. Like, I don't. We could do trash talking. We could do a lot of shit. But that type of shit was a low blow. That type of shit was just, just, just trash and real petty. Real, real low. Everybody. Like, that man. DUI video and having him. You know, just the whole posting, the whole just the whole interaction of the police officer. Him, it, you could tell he's a little intoxicated. You could tell he, he under the influence, but you don't do no shit like that. You snitching on that man? Like, what the fuck you doing? Say that man. shit for the court. Everybody like kicking John Wally down, but at the end of the day, John always right, has the I best response. Gay. He always has the best response though. Like the next video he posts is him sh- shooting arrows in his backyard, listening to gospel music. Like he doesn't give a fuck at this point. He knows what people think about him. He just goes in the ring and keeps winning. He need to tighten up though. Like your boy who your boy uh who fought him, I forgot his name too. The uh the white dude, he, the cool white dude he looked like. Um but he fought him and uh he told like he fought him like recently, like three years ago, something like that. Not Alex, uh not Alex, not the dude from Sweden. But uh he fought him and he basically said, like, you know, I kinda know John Jones and I know his responses, like you just said. I hope it's not just something to shut us up. I hope he's really trying to, you know, look within and heal himself because he is going through some shit. You know what I'm saying? This type of shit right here, like the same thing keeps happening to him. Okay, once or twice is okay, but the same shit keeps happening to me. All right, you're going to have to kind of look within yourself and like, all right, it may be me. You could tell from that video. Like, and I'm, real shit. I'm, I, I agree with that. I mean, the video is hard yeah, to like watch. Real shit. It's hard. Right, bro. Right. Like, you fucked up. But damn, bro. You say that shit for the court, but he's fucked up. Yeah, he's clearly going through some shit. DTE. Yeah, he's fighting some shit. Yeah, even the cop knew him. The cop didn't want to do that shit. So, yeah, it was was fucked up. But at the end of the day, they're fighters. What do you expect? I mean, (laughs) it's a dangerous profession, bro. These motherfuckers go through some shit, dog. They're not people. It's a tough. It's a. A tough world. That fighting world is a tough world. It's a tough, tough profession to live by. So, yeah, let them boys get that money. You know, let them boys live off their name. Let them boys live. So I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we were talking a little bit about the heavyweight fight. Greg Hardy, uh, we said, or at least I said, I know that, you know, UFC likes to push him up and make sure that he headlines some type of card. They got him on the main card of this fight, bruh. He's the first fight of the main card. Yeah, so that tells you, that. yeah, they, they want him to put on a show. And sure. 
I can't be. I mean, I can't talk too much shit about Greg Hardy. Every fight he's had in the UFC, he's performed well and won by knockout, pretty much, or a TKO. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He looks good. He doesn't look bad at all. Yeah. Like I, I mean, think, people, like you know, so I, I, I see, I see. They see like, okay, we, we see something in him. We see we're gonna have some. We're gonna have a breakout fight somewhere down the line. Like I see it. I just know it's coming. But yeah. Yeah, I and like that shit, keep pushing his ass. Yeah, and like I say, in the heavyweight division, those dudes last forever. So he could fight until his 40s, no problem. I mean, Greg Hardy's only 31 years old. He's been fighting professionally for about three years now. Uh, he did Damn, take Greg a loss. 31. He did take a loss in his last fight to Alexander Volkov. But, I mean, that was a level step up in competition. Alexander Volkov is a beast, and he's long. But um, he got disqualified for an inhaler. He got disqualified for an inhaler in the fight against Ben Solsi, I think. That was a no contest for the inhaler thing. Um, but every other fight he's won by knockout, ground and pound, hammer fist, illegal knee, he got he lost one fight. I remember yeah, seeing I remember that, one. that one. Yeah, but every other yeah, fight's been a W. He's only had two losses. So I mean Greg Hardy, I mean and they haven't been all impressive and they haven't been the best competition, but Jorgen DeCastro right. isn't a bump. He's five and two. No. He's coming on a. Nobody in that bitch a bump. He's on a six he fight win streak. Yeah. That should be that should you be a fun fight to kick things off. And 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 Greg is is another prime example. You know, athlete transitioning to UFC, and we kind of see, like, what do you see? Like, Greg need to kind of work on. Greg needs to work on his ground game, his cardio. He just uh, – he needs right, to, Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's going to get – the only thing that's going to improve his game is time in the ring. I mean, this motherfucker's getting yeah. disqualified for illegal yeah. needs and stuff just because he doesn't understand the rules of the game. But you're right. His yeah. explosiveness, his size, and his ability to strike, stand on the ground, will catapult him – you know, to great heights in the heavyweight division. I mean, he could be champion someday mm-hmm. if he stays focused. Mm-hmm. But Francis Ngannou is going to reign for a long time. Let me just say that. <laughs> Francis Ngannou is going to reign for a long yeah. time. If Francis, That's, oh, my God. Francis get a little swift with that shit. He started getting understanding that shit, too, because I saw the Stipe fight, right? I went back and saw that a while ago. And, like, you could tell Stipe was like, man, I just can't let this fucking hit me. <laughs> <laughs> like, as long as I just don't let this fucking hit me, we good. <laughs> Yeah, like he just, he just, he just had a strategy for him, and it worked. And you could tell it worked because he's like French is just so raw. Like he just such just raw talent. So like once he got a, once he get like an understanding and a foundation upon him, oh my gosh, man. Yeah, he's got to get by Rosenstrike because Rosenstrike has that foundation and understanding. He's a way, way more accomplished kickboxer. Like Jarzinho Rosenstrike, I, I believe that's Dutch. So this dude is like a Dutch kickboxer. That's the lineage he comes yeah. from, which is a lineage of really skilled and talented, you know, uh, elite kickboxers. So that dude's got some ability as a movie tie fighter, I believe. And uh, other than that, he, Henry Cejudo, Dominic Cruz, you alluded to it earlier, Dominic Cruz. I mean, he's the underdog in this fight. Bruh, you can bet 100 bucks on this parlay and win 15000 if you bet all the dogs and win. At least that's what it was yesterday. What, 100 bucks on not each fight? I mean, no, 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 you got to be 100 bucks on each fight. You bet a $100 parlay. Okay, on everybody. I got you. I got you. I got you on yeah. all the underdogs. Yeah. 
mean, you, it can pay off. I don't know about all the underdogs, though. I like Dominic Cruz. Dominic Cruz, I, I like Dominic Cruz to give him a tough one. Even if you just parlay Cruz, Rosenstrike, and, like, Calvin Cater, that's pretty wild. I mean, I can't believe Calvin Cater's the underdog in that fight. He almost beat our boy, uh, Zabit, uh, oh. Magomed Sheripov. Oh, okay, okay. Curly hair. Yeah, Zabit, the freak. This dude almost beat mm-hmm. him in his last fight. If it was five rounds, he might have won. Do you know anything about bad, Justin though. Gaethje? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. No, no one really know too too much about him. A little bit. Um, I see. Uh, I see he kind of been going back and forth, but he kind of like a little winning streak right now. I would encourage you to look up this man's uh, uh, highlight reel. That is his nickname. Yeah. The human highlight reel. Uh, Justin Gaethje is one of those fighters that uh, you know what you're getting every time he gets in the ring. Uh, he's taking two yeah. L's in the UFC because he always comes forward and refuses to use his wrestling for better or worse. But he's on a three fight win streak yeah. now and he knocks people the yeah. fuck out every single time. Yeah. I saw his last two fights. He put somebody to sleep, boy. Had, a, had that boy slump. Yeah, his last fight was against Donald Cerrone. He won via hooks and uppercuts. I mean, everybody's beating Cerrone. I hate to say it, but all the top fighters have had that's a fight I, against Cerrone. That's what I'm saying. With, so with Connor, y'all tell me Connor and Cerrone about the fight. Okay, yeah, Connor. Connor's probably win, right? I mean, I, yeah, I, we can. Of course, we don't think Connor was going Jeez. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. So he smoked Cerrone. He smoked. He, he smoked. Uh, he smoked somebody with blue. Edson Barbosa. Edson Barbosa. He knocked okay. him out. Okay. Clean. Yeah, I won. Sleep. I won money well, on that. Sleep. He put James Vick to sleep the same way. Clean. So like he he he's All gonna right. knock people the fuck out. He's gonna come forward and try to knock you out. The thing about Tony Ferguson is he likes to trade. Tony Ferguson yeah, will. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, he's gonna exchange. My boy. My boy. My boy ain't scared either. Like I like Tony. I like Tony. And I didn't know he was, like, on that long of a winning streak. I knew he had a winning streak. I didn't know it, it, it dated back all the way to 2015. Yep, dates back to 2013, actually. Jeez. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Probably 2015 in the UFC. No, no, 2013 in the UFC. That's a, the last time he lost was the UFC on Fox against Michael Johnson, which was bullshit because he broke his arm. So technically, mm. this dude hasn't lost since 2009 against Jamie Tony in National Fight Alliance. Technically. I mean, yeah, he lost via unanimous decision to Michael Johnson, but let's be honest. We all know Tony Ferguson is a better fighter than Michael Johnson. Uh, motherfucker doesn't lose. So, That's crazy. Yeah, I'm picking Tony, but Justin Gaethje does have – he's got six fights – in the UFC and seven fight of the night bonuses. Mm, I saw that. They got six fights in the UFC and seven, seven night bonuses. You said seven fight bonuses. Yeah. Because he got two on one night, I guess. I guess so. Shit. Yeah. Six fights in the UFC. First round probably. What's that? So you probably knock the bitch out in, in the first round. You KO him, you get this bonus. If you do it in the first round, you get this. 
Yeah, he probably got fight of the night bonus and knockout of the night bonus or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. on one night, yeah, but, one um, night he put old boy to sleep. I can make, I can see that happening. He puts everybody to sleep, bro. And that's the thing. If you want to do MMA math, he beat Michael Johnson back in 2017, and Tony Ferguson lost to him. So obviously that math doesn't work. We all recognize it, but it's a fun matchup. I, and given the fact that we were supposed to get Khabib Nurmagomedov for the fifth fucking time versus Tony Ferguson, and yeah. it isn't happening. Yeah. This is a nice consolation uh, But still, though, I mean, for him to have a record like that and our boys, if he to have the record like that, why is that? Well, Khabib to have the record like that, why is that, you know? How does that not happen? Then the boys avoiding each other? I don't know, man. I mean, it's been a bunch of freak injuries, and now this corona shit, it just seems like the MMA gods don't want it to happen for whatever reason. Yeah, that's respect. That's respect. And both of them, they're, they're aware of their power. That's respect. Yeah, how nobody's both, scared of How good both of them are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these dudes are professional fighters. They're not scared of any fucking thing. Tony Ferguson, these dude, he eats, drinks, and sleeps fighting. I don't think there's anything that he's scared of. Yeah, yeah. Dark-ass shades, he'd be rocking up. be like, I don't want you to see my eyes. <laughs> yeah, this he's, he's, he's really, like, legitimately cursed. So. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. When you begin the ring, you just see my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, El Kakui calls himself the nightmare, the boogeyman. That's terrifying. But um, if you, if you want to put money on the dog, I would definitely say take Dominic Cruz. Um, yeah, I'll say that too. If, if if I'm picking fights on the main card, let's just go through our picks. I'll, we'll just pick fights on the main card because you only got about 10 minutes before this thing's going to cut off. So yeah. uh, I'm going to pick Greg Hardy in the first fight. I'll take Calvin Cater. I'll take – I'm going to take Francis, but Rosenstrike, bro, he ain't no fucking punk, man. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, no. I think I'm going to take Rosenstrike. Yeah. How's yeah, his striking skills? He's a great striker. And he, he knocked out Overeem at the end of the third round, so his power carries. It's just, you know, I've seen Francis go multiple rounds, and it wasn't pretty. You know, if Francis yeah, doesn't no. knock you out early, it's not going to go well uh, for him. And, you know, I haven't seen him fight in a while, so maybe I'm just being biased and forgetting his skills. But, I mean, Francis has even had submissions yeah. in the UFC. He's had... Kamoras and shit. I mean, it's not like he's not a skilled fighter. I don't know. I'm a pick in Ghana. I'm a pick in Ghana. I'm going back and forth on it, but that's a pick him to me. Say what you get. Say what you got. No, nah, I'm going to go with Ngannou. I'm going to go with Ngannou because that was my guy. <laughs> Ngannou was my guy. I could see him shutting Jarzinho's lights out because Jarzinho likes to fucking trade, and I could see Jarzinho thinking, I'm the hardest fighter. I'm the hardest puncher. He does a bunch of talk. Uh, thinking, yeah, he could think – I could see him thinking he could take one of Francis' punches and just get fucking molly So I'm, Yes, sir. I'm taking Francis and Gano. I'm going to take Dominic Cruz because I think Henry Cejudo is way too cocky, and even if he doesn't lose, I want him to. Just look at his fucking face. <laughs> I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but he calls himself the king of cringe. The king of who? The king of cringe. King of cringe. Yeah, because he does cringe-worthy, lame shit on Instagram, and he knows it, so now he embraces it. 
Okay. All right. So first. Yeah, he calls himself Triple C. He'll like do these cheesy ass promos on Instagram with girls in the pool and you know, everything just it really comes natural to the king. Like he talks like that, like he's like he made himself into the same thing as your boy. He's basically doing what Colby Colby Covington does, but he's a fighter. Gotcha. Yeah. Exactly what Kobe's doing. Yeah, so I don't fucking like him. And then the main event, I'm picking Tony Fergus. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with that. He's similar to mine. Like, I got, like, going down to the bottom. I mean, I'm definitely taking Greg. Not definitely, but I'm going to take Greg. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take Cater just because he's been hyping him up. I don't really know too much about Jeremy Steve, even though I know the face. I don't really know too much of his history. The only thing you need to know about Jeremy Stevens is when he tried to call out Conor McGregor on stage at a UFC summer showdown a couple years ago, Conor McGregor said, who the fuck is that? And it went viral. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, so that's... <laughs> and I have all the respect in the world for the little heathen, Jeremy Stevens, but he's coming on a three-fight yeah. street. I just, you know, I think Calvin Cater is a better fighter. But go ahead. That might be that might be a nice bet to put on Calvin Cater for underdog. Oh, definitely, Javon, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, Shark and uh, Nagano. That's that's the funny one. I was kind of I was kind of going with Nagano, but since you went with Nagano, I'm gonna go with Rosa Shark. I'm, I fought with Nagano, but I'm gonna see an exciting one, even though I think I might lose that one. And Dominique Cruz for sure. Especially, especially since you informed me about your boy Henry, Dominic Cruz for sure. Like, I don't like, I don't like those, I don't like those type of people. Type of shit that, whatever role you gotta sell out in to get your attention, like that's the type of shit I don't like. No matter if it's a strategy to get attention or not, it's like damn, at what cost? You know what I'm saying? I hate that type. I hate that type of shit. Yeah, it's super cheesy. But, uh, yeah, man, shit weak. And um, that last one, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like Tony Ferguson definitely is sounds like the more experienced fighter, the more accoladed fighter, but Justin Gaethje, man. Justin Gaethje Geechee. <laughs> Justin Geechee Gaethje. <laughs> he gonna fight like one of them Gila Geechees. I mean he he Right. Boy uh, well, hard working now. Yeah. He's I a great like, wrestler he, he, too. He, yeah, great wrestler. You know they got the stamina, but you know I love them strikers, man. It's just something about those strikers, it's just it's something that carries with them, that aura, that energy is like she can go either way for one punch. <laughs> she can go either way with one punch. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say Tony. I'm going to go with Tony. Yes. If you want to <laughs> win money on the, on a dog, Gaethje is a good bet. It's a good bet. Yeah. And I would say if you want to win money on dogs, parlay Gaethje, Rosenstrike, and fucking Cater. Because all those dudes should win. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah. It's toss-up with the, the Francis. I'll leave the Francis out. But we do have to do a three-pick, yeah. As far as, like, a parlay, I mean, to win money, that that I, I would say that's a good parlay. But in any case, I mean, Cruz, if you just want to pick one dog, the best dog on here, though, it's probably Gaethje. I, I, but I can't see the odds. But you see Dominic Cruz right here, plus 190. So, I mean, those are pretty good odds on a yeah, former champion. Let a hundred get almost two back. Yeah, but uh, you know, 
I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to pull them up. They're probably fluctuating right now. Yeah, they're not showing them. So, I know, uh, yeah, I know Tony's favorite. I will have to look it up on you, Wager. But, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, You said you hadn't been watching The Last Dance, right? So, ain't no need to even cover that. Yeah, yeah, my ass. Sorry, folks. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those who we have some patience. BJ hates it. He always ruins shows like that for me as weak ass. I always like to spoil some shit. But yeah, I like to record some shit and wait till it ends. Oh, was it not, too- not to binge watch it? Because I, I don't binge watch it. I don't. I really like take my time with it most times. But I just been not catching it. I just been like not in the right place to to catch it. Yeah, sorry, brother. No, you need a spoiler alerts for the 1990 Bulls. Like you know, what I'm saying you know, spoiler alerts. Go for it. I'm I'm ready for it. Break my <laughs> mind. Break my day. I mean, Jesus Christ, this happened 20 years ago. Did, did, they, did they win? Did they win three in a row? <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. I'm away. I'm away. Did Jordan come out of retirement, bro? Don't tell me. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me. It's coming next episode, bro. Yeah, it's um, it's it's good shit. I mean, the, the behind-the-scenes footage is good. Some of the shit he says about Kobe Bryant at the All-Star game. I mean, I don't want to get into all of it. It just – to me, it just is – uh solidifier that the 90s were an overrated era in basketball to me in terms of teams individual players are really good but like charles barkley had no fucking help they were all just selfish motherfuckers that didn't want to team up (laughs) they just they were like no i'm gonna get it on my own because jordan got it and you know jordan kept them all from it patrick ewing was kind of weak to me i don't know patrick ewing they had a they had a good um i saw a good segment where i heard a good segment about that it kind of didn't make sense. It was like, you know, Jordan kind of ruined someone's legacy, and I think it was Patrick Ewing. Like, out of, out of, all the people they had on the board, just far as, like, Patrick like, – because you really don't hear about Patrick Ewing. You know what I'm saying? Like, other than the people who – if you're not really into basketball, you know what I'm saying, it's just probably a name that just kind of flashes by, and you still don't really know what the hell it is. And I feel like Jordan probably did, you know. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's a fucking bad thing. Not feel sorry for, but I don't know. Just on the basis of you just saying that. Well, Charles, Charles Oakley even said it. He played with Patrick Ewing, and he said his weakness as an individual and as a player shows now in the fact that he's not willing to stand up to the owner of the Knicks. Like when Charles Oakley is going through that shit with James Dolan, who's a bitch ass punk ass owner, and everybody knows it as fans and owners in the NBA. He says Patrick Ewing is weak on yeah. that subject, and I respect Charles Oakley. Yeah, yeah, he could have more pull. I mean, shit, you can see what it did to Spike. Yeah, and that's and that's the type of shit I'm talking about, you know. And I don't I know any of these. What? I, and I don't know any of these dudes. I'm just saying, when you watch the documentary, you'll see it's not just about Jordan's ability as a player. Like he was in these dudes' head. He just wanted it more. And that just goes to a level of mental weakness to me that doesn't exist in today's modern player. Like, D-Wade ain't going for that shit. D-Wade getting a title in the 90s. That's just the way I feel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can see, like, a lot of players nowadays not really caring too much. Like, I see how that's why Kobe's getting frustrated because y'all just kind of just out here to kind of get paid. Yeah, maybe just certain players. Cause yeah. you know, there are certain dudes that. Go ahead. I didn't mean. Like, it's a lot of it's a lot. Nah, it's a lot of Jay Cutlers of the world. 
No disrespect to Jay Cutler, but it's a lot of Jay Cutler's in the world. Bro, those dudes are always going to exist. But Mike even said it. When he came into the league, dudes were doing coke. I hate to ruin a part of the documentary for you, but, like, that, I mean, that was common. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah. I mean, they used to walk in on a hotel or some shit. Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, that was a choice of drug, though. But that's why like marijuana point. nowadays. But but that's my point, though. I mean, dudes just had a certain level of – they just had a certain lack of control around their own. It's like dudes could get high on coke and weed, do heroin, and do – like, with all the access to money and shit dudes could do now, like, you know how rich dudes yeah. are now as NBA players compared to back then? They got access to way crazier shit than cocaine. So, yeah, just the fact LeBron can keep a level head in the midst of the social media era – I mean, you'll see it in the documentary, but Jordan basically retired because the media was too rough on him. Can you imagine that? The media yeah. was too rough on Michael fucking Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, it's, criticize LeBron James. That's what I'm saying. So the idea that LeBron can handle all this and like still keep a level head and not need to retire. I mean, the only time LeBron's ever had off was this past year when he got hurt. And even then, he was still yeah. involved. He didn't go play baseball and disappear. Nah, you right. You right. Yeah, you right. Now, LeBron, I can give LeBron his credit. Give respect what credit what credit's due. Yeah, and, and and I'm not saying Jordan wouldn't average 45 in today's era, and I'm not saying he still isn't the greatest player of all time. I'm just saying it's not as wide again. It's I'm just the 90s. Putting him in the 90s was the perfect era for him. Is what I'm saying. Because in the 80s, he was getting that ass Molly Watt by them 80s teams for nine years. <laughs> yeah, well for four. What game in there, what, 85? 85. 85, 86. They yeah. kind of get his rhythm. I mean, he was still a rookie, so he kind of get his rhythm. Then about the fifth year, sixth year, he kind of got a feel for the game. Fourth year, kind of got a feel for the game, got his confidence up. And, yeah, that sounds about right. So he took off the next decade. So that sounds about right. Caught him in his prime. Got his yeah, confidence but, up. But I do see what you're saying. Like, I, I, I do see what you're saying. I, I second that. As far as, like, just better players around him. Yeah, and he caught the title yeah, yeah, yeah. teams of the 80s at the tail end of their greatness. So he caught an old Celtics team. He caught the end of the Pistons. Old LA team. Yeah, old Lakers. Like, he played magic. He played post-AIDS magic. <laughs> yeah, post-AIDS magic. <laughs> magic had that shit without that play. In the finals in 91, I think it was right before he got diagnosed. I think he got diagnosed, like, that summer. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, shit. My, my whole thing is, man, yeah. Jordan's great, yes. But he played in the era with a bunch of niggas that didn't want to be great. And the league was a little undersaturated. Like, they were the only really stacked team. Only other great team he ever played against was the Utah Jazz. Carl Malone and John Stockton. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been re-watching some of the old games on YouTube and shit. Bro, Against the Suns, Charles Barkley hooping out there. His second best player is Dan Marley. <laughs> Dan Marley's getting work. Jordan's just Jordan's going to the rim at will, bro. And Dan Marley was an all NBA defender that year. And I'm just watching him get fucking worked over this white dude. And no disrespect to Dan Marley, but there's no way in fucking hell he'd be an all NBA defender in 2020. Yeah, nah. And that's just, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's what you're saying. That te- well, that goes to test is just a like we said the the just the athlete evolution, the evolution of the athlete. Like you know, you're gonna break more. I don't know, you're gonna exceed to more physical boundaries once 
we realize we can do this, we can do that, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the evolution of man is a thing. But shit, the game was less complex back then. They didn't even play zone. Yeah, it was. It was like football. Like a little bit of football. Like some players in football probably not as agile to probably play the same position as they, they, they probably could. And like some players, it, it could kind of go back and forth a little bit. But football, some players you just can't take from back in the day and allow them to play nowadays. But yeah, like majority of the team is a little more agile, a little more flexible, a little more stronger and bigger. Yeah, like Deacon Jones isn't as dominant in 2020 as he was in. Nah, nah, not that, not that slap shit. We finna, we finna, we finna, we finna, nah. I got somebody for you. I got somebody for you. <laughs> not that slap, slap shit. Right here. <laughs> I'm a fucking got 400 sacks all slapping niggas in the head. Spit your bitch ass. <laughs> we got something for that. Let his ass come through. <laughs> What boy? So chop his ass. <laughs> For real, man. That shit's hilarious. Let me watch some old that old footage. Uh shit, man. I forgot. We ain't even touch on the fucking uh Ma Arbery shit. I ain't wanna t- Bro, man. You that's it's yeah. I, I mean we we can tell I think it'd be a quick subject with me and you, how much you know I ain't gonna say experience, but just just it's how just, much we, you know, how much in depth that we, I don't know, man. I don't know what to for. At least he got arrested. I just, I just, it just, I just made me thought about it because you had reposted what, uh, uh, what he had said, your cousin, about well, going yeah, automatically. Okay. Soon. Well, okay, I posted that. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, he reposted what, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, automatically. That's so true. Well, it is true. Zimmerman got off for the same shit, and the law in Georgia is structured in the same way Florida's is. Basically, what the post was, what the post said is, don't, don't automatically assume that something's going to come from them being charged with murder. The 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 situation or the circumstance of the of the situation is identical to George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin case, where they charge uh, George Zimmerman, the aggressor, the one who's trailing, you know, chasing another person, and they end up killing that person. They charge him with murder, but got off because it's hard to, once a, a tussle, once a, a fight ensued, it's hard to say who's wrong and who's right. So versus we had a similar case down here in Tampa, Florida, or St. Pete, uh, Florida, where a gentleman who, I guess he called himself, a, a gentleman who wanted to police uh, a parking lot at a, at a neighborhood corner store, he decided to police the, the parking lot and a young lady and young lady and her family, you know, him, young lady, the, the boyfriend and the kids, they stopped at a, at a handicapped spot. He was in the store, said something to the lady while the husband was in the store. The husband came out, saw the incident. Words were exchanged. The husband pushed the dude um, and the dude pulled out a gun and shot the dude while the husband was backing up from him. And the dude, you know, it was clearly there was no no, no, you know, fear for your life, but the dude was backing up, he shot him, and they charged him with manslaughter, and he was charged properly because it was it was evidence to charge on manslaughter, and he's serving his time. But basically what we were just saying is the whole situation is like, don't expect, oh, they charged him with murder, something's going to come from it. No, you need to charge him with a proper crime where he can be charged, well, charge him with a proper crime so he can be, you know, suffered properly. Like, get the proper consequence for that shit, bro. That's just ridiculous. Like, there's no way. That's some, like, 1920 shit. But, like, when I look at that shit, and that's how it is down there. You know, I went to school in Georgia Southern, which, Brunswick, you have to go through Brunswick to get to Statesboro. 
Bronzewood and Statesboro is literally like two hours apart. So that whole area, just that whole area of Brunswick, um, just South Georgia, Savannah, Statesboro, all that whole area is similar, bro. There's still cotton fields that exist. Uh, it's, it's, it's cotton fields on the way to the school, the university. 2020 is still there. You know what I'm saying? So that's you hopping in your truck while your son's in the back of the truck. You get your fucking shotgun, hop out of the truck, and your son's still in the back of the truck shooting from a distance while you fighting with this dude. The fuck, where, where are we at? The fuck, where, where are we? What are we doing? Are y'all serious? And y'all, and this happened back in February? What? That's crazy, man. That's crazy to me. Like, that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's scary. Like, to have kids growing, just have kids growing up nowadays, and you just fit in the fucking description. That's what I mean by just sitting in the description. We all fit the fucking description up then. If you want to take it that way, that's just that's crazy to me. I don't know. That's, that's, that's how I feel about the shit. I still don't think they're going to get charged properly. Like, I, well, man, I don't think nothing's going to come from it. And that's sad that I think that the way now. When you read the district attorney's uh, reason for not charging in the case originally, it is it brings you to your knees, makes you a little sick to your stomach. But in a place like Georgia, hopefully a jury of their peers involves a lot of progressive minded white folks. I've seen most people post most people who have posted, most people who have commented on this situation have commented the way you and I have. So I I hope you know, the justice system does the right thing in this scenario because I think it's way less complicated than Trayvon. There's no hoodie. There's no, oh, he was reaching, he was reaching for, he was reaching for a juice. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. And this is on tape. Everybody saw you chase down a dude in a white t-shirt and argue he was trying to, who the fuck robs people in white t-shirts in broad daylight? Like, there's no argument to be had there. He was out jogging. You chased him down. He feared for his life and fought for his life when he saw a dude with a shotgun, and he died because of it. It's sad. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and, uh, it's hard to sit here and criticize what he should have done, but just imagine you're jogging, you're running, and you turn around to just hop out with a shotgun. What? I, I, to, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. I just think about, like, when they say, like, oh, he shouldn't have. Like, even you heard, I heard, I saw something like, saw something like some comply shit like that's the reason for him shooting because he didn't comply with it like who the who the fuck are you like who, who the fuck are you to demand that from me but you're hopping out of your truck with a rifle and i don't know you i'm, I'm gone i'm trying to protect myself like did he have headphones in he might not have even heard them he just saw the gun and tried to protect himself like you said probably i, I, don't, I don't yeah i don't even know i don't even know if he had headphones in i'm just saying like the surprise of someone just hopping out on you with a, a damn shotgun and a bitch on the truck like whoa what the fuck? Like, he probably wouldn't even think him. He just probably reacted to some shit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It, it's scary. But, yeah, I mean, I, that, that, I just felt like we couldn't – I couldn't holler at you and have some shit on wax without fucking touching on that at all because it did sure. come to my mind. And I just sure. had to give it some light. It's just way too many, way too much. And every everyone For who's sure. anyone has commented on it. <laughs> so, it's – I can do not. It just, it just, it's the audacity of it. I think that's just what takes people away. Like, damn, they really like hunt. They really got me chucking. Like, just chase that boy down. Yeah, and I like, think that's that, that. That's like that's like the thing. Like, whoa. Yeah, and that's how we can have a conversation. Shit, for like an hour and a half, and not think about it because it's like, well, fuck. How, you don't want to think about that shit. Like, your mind literally like tries to shut it out. <laughs> 
Yeah, man. Well, you know what they say. I mean, I agree with, uh, I saw a post that Charlemagne had posted. It was like, you know, the best self-care, well, having a pistol, a black man having a pistol in America is a is a form of self-care. And I, and I well, I'm, I'm chopped up, but you already know I got something in the house, but I'm going to have a few things added to the collection. Got to, got to. But all right, bro, I'm going to holler at you. I got to get up off of here and uh, get ready for the show. For sure, for sure. All right, brother. My election. Yeah, man. Enjoy the fights tonight. Yes, well, brother. Yep.